You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live, like we always say. Thank you for tuning in here because serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun, as we always say, check us out at realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com. That's realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com. And as well as Real Double Dose Channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. Thank you for your inquiries and all your thousands of emails literally we love you and for all you who are tuning in and we see you from nigeria to pakistan to germany to france to poland to canada to san francisco all over the world literally i'm sorry if i didn't name you off i know you guys are upset but my memory can only handle so much we appreciate you from tune in stitcher radio speaker.com blueberry.com spotify as well as iheart itunes soundcloud deezer google cast the list goes on you know what we got going on so i just want to say out there we just love you and we appreciate your support and all you who have claimed your travel and gift card giveaways thank you and we have Puerto Vallarta Jamaica and Hawaii free travel giveaways coming up we know COVID-19 is real and it kind of makes you guys a little nervous but just have it just in case you want to go on a vacation later on it's free there's nothing else to buy except a good time just check that out when you can but I want to have no further else like pausing to this because we have a wonderful guest expert and someone that I've been chomping at the bit to get here and that is Nicole Stanfield yes Nicole Stanfield since 2014 has been an online copywriter with her own business and she has worked to improve herself through personal development and that's something we all need after experiencing burnout last summer, she now coaches successful business owners who are basically so busy they don't even have time for an like unscheduled cup of coffee that sounds like me to create a work-life balance they love. This, you know what I mean, basically helps them actually enjoy time with their loved ones, do fun things on the weekends, take a vacation, and take downtown without downtime without feeling guilty. And this is something that I know you guys have inquired about. And I'm glad that she's here to speak about it. So how are you doing? Wonderful. This is Nicole Stanfield. I'm doing great, Lex. I'm really excited to be here today, have a conversation and <clears throat> just be really honest about burnout and what that looks like and how to get out of it and prevent it. Well, I mean, if you want a picture of burnout, just take one of me. No, I'm just <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't even, okay. That's not even, okay. I'm not there yet. I, yesterday I was, I was there, but you know, I mean, just talking to you, um, and I know people, okay, everyone in the live stream, on demand, downloads to be, yes, I did get a chance to get a little bit to the cookie jar and speak to Nicole, don't be jealous, before this got on here, <laughs> but I mean, like, just the energy you have, it makes people, I mean, it makes it feel good, because you, maybe you're not completely aware of what the other person is feeling, but I felt that energy, and I believe it was Suzanne Zuma, one of the uh, past guests we had, that said, man, Lex, I'm so glad that I got a chance to have someone with the energy feel like yours because you don't know who you're like basically stepping in the water with. And it's kind of like, okay, I got you. I got you. But what about this, this guiltiness that I'm glad that you had mentioned that, um, and the whole, uh, what I just read here, because I'm like, people feel this whole like sludge of everything going on. Like you said, unscheduled cup of coffee. That was deep. That was deep. That was super deep. Yes. So let's let's go on your timeline of understanding how things are and like between anything from noticing a person like that or a cautionary tale or basically how did you get into what you are or where you are right now in this 
Yeah, I, I burned out. Like, it wasn't pretty. It was a hot mess. It was not fun. And I see so many entrepreneurs on that same just treadmill. It's this entrepreneur treadmill. And we get on it and we think that, oh, there's all these things that we have to accomplish. And you're working so hard to make money. And this can also apply to you if you're not an entrepreneur. But you just, you see all these people who are really successful. And you're like, okay, I need to work harder so I can make the money so then I can fulfill my dreams too and the, the harder you work and the busier you are the less time you have and then you start missing things and you don't have time to do something or if it's not in your calendar then you forget it like your google calendar like family events had to be scheduled in my google calendar or else they didn't exist in the world basically oh, wow. and i didn't have the time to be flexible i didn't have the time to have someone see them in a coffee shop where i was meeting someone else and be like hey i'd love to grab a cof- cup of coffee with you afterwards or in a couple days i was so booked out that i was just my day was just crammed full of things and i was running from one thing to the next and part of that was me avoiding some of the things that were going on for me and so a lot of people don't know what burnout looks like they're really scared of it happening to them but they don't know what to do about it if they start seeing some of the signs. So what I try and do is I share my experience so you can see what it showed up for like me. And then you can say, is this showing up in my life too? Yeah. So I was really angry. I would get an email from a client and I'd have to like rage quit for 15 minutes to just complain about them because I was so frustrated because they asked me to make this small little change on their website. Or I would do a meeting and I would just, I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to do any work afterwards. I was just dead. I got to the point where I could only do 15 minutes of work, productive work, before I had to take a break. And that break would go on and on. And it'd be like an hour. And I'd be like, I only did 15 minutes of billable work. What is going on with me? Yeah. And then I I was, I had a vacation scheduled and I cut it short so I could come home and, and fix myself, get better, right? Mm-hmm. And spend a week and take it off. And you would think that by the end of a week of not doing anything, that I would be pretty, I'd feel pretty energized and feel pretty good. And I was terrified because getting off of the couch was a lot of work. Taking a shower was an accomplishment. Wearing clean clothes was an accomplishment. Yeah. And I couldn't even like go to the store to go and buy groceries because I was so low and I just didn't care. And wow. I was, I was bored with the work that I was doing and I was just hoping that nobody would notice. Because, of course, it was where I was making the most money, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to give up that money. And I be I try to be really real about that. That that was really hard and scary because I didn't know when I walked away from that. How was I going to pay my bills? How was I going to continue with my business? How was I going to survive? And you know what? See, I'm glad when you referenced that, I got to a point to where I was. I, I try not to look at myself too much in the mirror, like when it's going on. But I'm reflecting. I look at myself and I'm like, man, everything you named off, like getting off of the couch felt like forever. And then it was kind of like, even to that point where I'm like, okay, I had a break. Why do I not? And the thing for me is I'm actually like, and at this point of where I was, I was doing it for the reasons that people say, oh, you should do your profit before your passion. You should get into this and marketing and all this stuff. And I was like, that's cool. But it's not what I'm in. Like now I'm in love with it to the point where people are like, oh, you're too passionate. Now you're not seeing the profit. I'm like, if I already feel like a billionaire, then how am I not profit? You know, like how am I not profiting? If I, if I can make a $25 uh, change to someone's life and it makes them feel like they're okay for six months, 
it helps. You know, and it's, it's beyond just people from behind the walls. But like my mom was saying, if, uh, or says all the time, if you are in mental bars, it's just as bad as physical ones because you can't escape it. Like you literally feel that way. I felt burnout. I understand. Definitely. So, I mean, what did, what did you decide to do when it came down to compromising or having to look at your, your income level and then also what was going on with the burnout happening to you? Right. So I was really scared. So it turned out that the decision sort of was made for me and that this uh, client that I was working with was like, you have to do this or you're gone. And I didn't want to do that. And so I was like, I guess then I'm gone. I got some time to think about that decision and I appreciate the patience that they had while I made that choice but in the end I walked away and it was for the best it was hard um I cut my income in a uh, two-thirds so I lost two-thirds of my income and and I still survived because I realized that I needed to something needed to change and so that meant like I was taking naps and I was doing a lot more exercise and I got into meditation and I read different books and I read, um, I worked with my coach. I even did some online counseling because I wanted to make sure I wasn't experiencing depression because some of those symptoms that I was sharing are definitely like, I call it pre-depression, some signs of depression. And I didn't have depression, but I had some of those symptoms. So I really wanted to pay attention where am I at? And there wasn't really anything online that was like, hey, here's a resource for you. Here's a class. It's okay. You can make it through it. And in the end, it took me about three months to work through this to a point where I could handle my day again and I could be productive and I could do some work. And I had to kind of shed this fake person that I had become. I'd become this person that would say yes to going to all the networking meetings, even if I was really tired, or the person that was okay with um, doing a certain project because I wanted that, I needed the funds, right? Not necessarily because I was in love with it or was passionate about it. And when I had that kind of fake front, I wasn't really being very authentic with myself. I wasn't listening to how my body felt. I wasn't listening to how I was projecting myself. I wasn't definitely not being present. And so that's when I started to shift and sort of had this meltdown. We'll, we'll call it a meltdown. It was a meltdown. And um, wow. come out of that and say, you know what? I'm not going back. I want to say no more. I want to take downtime. I want to make it okay that I put myself and my needs first because no one else is going to. And I had to realize that my value comes from who I am just because of who I am, not because of all the things I've done or what I've accomplished or how much money I'm making. Wow. So when that when that happened, did you just kind of say, I'm going to start my own journey with it or? So I had been doing personal development before and I actually became a coach at the beginning of 2018, which is also when I started burning out for about six months from January to June. And so then I, I was working with my coach at the same time and, um, I decided that I wanted to help other entrepreneurs who were in my shoes, who felt like they couldn't, it's almost like we're okay with burnout. It's almost like we're okay to you saying, oh, I need caffeine in the morning. I can't function without it. I need sugary snacks in the afternoon. I would work on a project that was super important, and I would look up, and it would be three, and I'd forget to take my lunch break. And one of the things that I encourage people to do now is to go to their calendar, 
and to schedule a lunch break. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a boss or someone there to tell you, hey, you need to take this break. And breaks are essential to helping you give yourself a mental break, take a breather, um, and to to relax, as well as to increase your productivity. You have to take breaks. And But we talk to each other and we're saying, oh, I'm making so much money, so it's okay that I don't really have the best work environment or I'm working crazy hours or I'm not taking breaks or I'm not eating lunch. And we see holidays, national holidays, like the 4th of July is like, oh, that's just a day that people won't bother me. So I'm going to do more work on my business. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I felt it was kind of to that point where I had to do every single thing on point, on time, or like basically burning out. Like I felt like there was no kind of hope whatsoever for getting relief from that whole understanding of just grinding. And I couldn't understand why, because I'm like, well, financially, I don't have to super worry about things, but why am I so eager to do it? But I realized I, at that point for me, I wasn't in my calling of what I needed to do. And I tell people just because you accomplish one calling doesn't mean necessarily that you don't have any other callings to accomplish. But at that point right there, like I got to that point where I was completely just I mean, I felt hopeless. I mean, I was like, man, this is like a hamster wheel. This is never going to stop. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. If you get to the point of where you think that you want to be, then really, how is it ever going to slow down even a little bit if you're already this stressed out? Yeah, it, it freaked me out. It. <laughs> so what did you do? Well, for myself, I just got to a point to where... I had to organize why, or first of all, my why. And I knew I love my mom. I knew I love all these things. And I knew she was content with just loving the creator of all things. But then I'm like, well, it's more than that. I had to figure out the real reason of why. I mean, you can always have a why and okay, because of my family, because I want to make more money or my children. But the real initial reason was I wanted to step into what I was called to do with my life purpose. And they say the, the biggest questions that we have is always coming down to, um, you know, why are we here in this life? Like, are we here to get to an understanding of manifesting ourselves for having, okay, well, I'm just here in this life because I want to, I want to accomplish this or this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. But are we really, I mean, are we really doing it? So mine was, what would I like to change? I want to be able to see people completely evolve into being the being that they were created to be. And that's, First, initially, who we are as beings. And then secondly, it was what we are supposed to do here and then counteract with the ones that are here still looking for the destination. So that's pretty much what it is. I still get burnout now, but it's mostly because I sit up till one, <laughs> one in the morning sitting down writing ideas and trying to move this and that and trying to be a creator of all these things. But I realize you, you're, you're really not given more than what you can handle. And when you're putting on more in your plate, that means you're not accomplishing A, B, and C. You're trying to get to D, F, G, H, I, J, K, elemental P. And that's the problem. You have to go for the, the alphabet starts at A for a reason and it ends with Z. So I told them too, if you're not enjoying the journey of where you have to go, there's no point in even saying you have a destination because no one wants to say, babe, let's go on a honeymoon. And all of a sudden you're just there at the honeymoon. Well, how did we go here? We don't have a story to tell about we lost the tickets or our baggage got messed up or we ordered the wrong, you know, uh, sandwich at checkout and we couldn't even get there. Or the housekeeper walked in on us when we were making out on the bed. You know, 
you don't have those stories to create. So why jump from A to Z when you're not even enjoying the rest of the, you know, alphabet of life? I mean, that's the whole burnout situation. We can, you know, and I, I found myself going to the point, Nicole, where I was like, okay, I'm here. What do I do now? And every day I was like, man, I don't want to feel like I'm pulling teeth just to live. And then I don't want to yeah. be resentful over what I'm creating because all I remember is just complaining to myself and feeling miserable. That's horrible. Like I told someone too, like yeah. in the past, if you don't want to be in a relationship, let the person know because all the while they're trying to build these memories and you're taking that from them because you're not prepared for that relationship journey, but yet you don't want to let it go because you feel like too much has been invested in it or what you'll look like if you step back out of it. But then again, we don't look at the fact of what will be if we don't do something in the current position. I mean, that's how, that's pretty much what it is. Work-life balance. And, and now with COVID happening, more people more than ever see a lot of stuff going on to where they're like, man, I haven't spent time with my kids. My friend was like, five kids and I've been working for 25 years straight and I just never even knew this about my son. I never knew this about my daughter. Like it's, it's a, it's a win. And then it's also a loss, but at the same time, nothing happens without the, the balance of life. So at the same time for right now, more people are entrepreneurial. More people are thinking, what do I do if I don't have a job? And they're burning out on stressing out about not being able to work and pay their bills. So at this point right now, what, what are some of the things you can kind of tell people too about getting some of their things together where they're burning out on freaking out over the current like state of our well country, basically? Right. So the things that I found to be most effective are small actions first. If you add all these things, you're like, I have to do this, I have to do that, and I have to do this, then it gets overwhelming. You add it to the bottom of your to-do list, and you're just like, I'm never going to get to that. So when you're in the focus of, hey, I need to figure out how am I going to make money, where am I going to get a job, how am I going to pay my bills, that, it's really hard to add, oh, I also need to be meditating and present in my life so that then I can enjoy the flowers that are going around, right? <laughs> so, I mean, like, I make fun of it, but at the same time, I've been there as in different times in my life being like, I don't know how I'm going to make this money. So, taking small steps. One of those can totally be meditation. You can absolutely do it for free or prayer if that's your thing. Uh, it can look however you want it to. But I found that what happens when you're in burnout is you've trained your brain and you've created neural pathways so that you're reactive and you react to everything. React, 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 react. If you use something like meditation or prayer, something to take that pause to increase your mindfulness, then you can take a step back and you train your brain to be reflective. So that thing that really gets you angry all the time or that you're just like, I'm a fake or those type of thoughts that happen. And next time when there's like that stimulus that would normally be kind of like a bullet, you'd step into it and you get really angry about it. With meditation, you can kind of just watch the bullet go by. It's kind of like being in the matrix, as my husband says. And you get to just say, oh, there's that thing that used to really make me angry. Huh, it's not making me angry right now because I can see it go by and I don't have to engage. Sometimes, of course, you still engage because we're human. <laughs> but I found that it's really, it really helped me go from being so angry and reactive all the time to being able to take that beat and that breath and say, okay. Is this my stuff? Is this their stuff? Are they trying to put their stuff on me? Do I really need to handle this? Is this a problem? No, it's probably not really that big of a deal. They're just freaking out. I need to let them have their moment. Or I need to walk away because this is a negative environment. And before, I wasn't able to see 
any of that. I just engaged in it and then would get upset and overwhelmed and angry and frustrated and I couldn't step away. Wow. So another small step that people can take is self-care doesn't have to be, oh, I only do it once in a while. I only do it when I'm stressed. I only do it when I have this really big project due. It's something that you can do in small amounts every day. If you took 15 minutes every day to do self-care, that's an hour and 15 minutes a week. That's it just during the weekday. And I think that we could all give ourselves 15 to 20 minutes a day. So for me, some of those things are reading or taking a walk with my puppy or taking a nap or taking a bath. Those are all free things. And I can include them in my regular routine as a part of this is something I'm doing for myself. Yeah. Absolutely. And we forget that. We put, oh, like, oh, I need to do self-care. And we put it on our list. And then everything that ends up on your list is just another thing that's stressing you out that you have to do. And so changing that and making it, I need to take care of myself so that I have the energy to go and look for a job. The energy to take care of these things and handle all this stress. I need to do this thing first. And it will only take a few minutes of my time. And I can do it for free. It's really just, I need to figure out what gives me energy and what doesn't. And sometimes that's the hardest part. Letting go. So really, go ahead. Or pretty much letting go in some kind of way, like learning how to just step out of it for a minute. Because you feel like even though you're on the hamster wheel, if you stop running at any given point, or at least for me, if you stop running at any given point in time, it's over. Like everything that you ever were. Well, for me, I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop because if I stop right now, I'll realize what the heck I haven't been doing and I have been doing all this time. That's how I felt. I'm like, I'm going to be like, man, I dealt with this all this time. And then you, I mean, like you were saying about the 15 minutes, that right there got me because I felt like, okay, I've been doing this grind for like 30, like 20, 30 minutes. And I felt like I was doing it for four hours. I took a break and the break was just constantly going. And I'm like, okay, just one more thing. Okay. One more thing. And then I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't get a chance to really like stretch my legs real quick. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that together. Then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, let me just stop this for today. Yeah. I felt that feeling where I'm like, man, then I was like, did I really just go like seven hour break and like 20 minutes of work? (laughs) No. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Because in that, in that seven hour break, I was, I was planning and, and I was putting things together and it's going to come together when I actually stopped taking a seven hour break at that moment. And I'm like convincing myself all the while. I'm like, and then I get in the car and I'm like, come on, Lex, you know, dang well, you just squandered seven hours of work time. But then I'm like, well, if I didn't take the break, I wouldn't feel like I had enough energy to work and I couldn't give a hundred percent. And I was like basically fighting with my mind. I was fighting with my mind because I'm like, well, how am I going to work if I'm not giving my best and I'm like well your best is even at your 50% so I just said you know what just forget it you're not a failure but you failed the mission today that's why I had to look at you and any all those who are listening right now remember you're not a failure because you don't move in the moment but eventually compiling all those failures together it can feel monumentally heavy and stressful but you're only, you only failed slightly for the moment as long as you get back up and keep moving <laughs> forward to say it. Yeah. And that's what you have to figure out where you want to be at. And that's why I encourage small steps. So a really easy way to say, I want to just give myself energy. I just want to love on myself. 
is find something that gives you joy. It can be something for free or it can be something for like five or ten dollars. For me, it's buying fresh flowers. Now, some people think that's stupid because they're already dead and they're going to die in about a week. Maybe two if I'm really lucky. Um, and they're fresh cut flowers, so I can't plant them. I can't do anything with them. And yet I love them so much. And oh, they just wow. bring a smile to my face. They make me happy. So when I ask people this question, what would you spend $5 on to bring yourself joy and just a huge smile to your face? What would it be, Lex? Um, I would probably say, I I wouldn't even, I'd probably say giving it away to someone I believe who needed it. I don't know. Like when I give things to people, even if it's going and just giving a, a little notepad or, or buying, my joy comes from giving to others. I serve, I spend so much of my life wanting to serve. And I remember, like, even the passage I was reading as a child was saying, you must be the greatest servant of all in order to have that. And I'm like, I noticed that. And I just told people, even my relationships, I told them, hey, don't get it twisted to where you see me being this overly superwoman. That's just who I am. Um, so, I mean, if I really tried, but if I had five bucks, if I couldn't think, I, I would think of a way to, well, who could I see first to spend five dollars on? If I couldn't, I would probably, I mean, knowing me, <laughs> I, would, no, I would probably go get myself something nice. Like, and that, that's basically like a nice slushy or a little something like that. I mean, let's be clear here. Right? That's what makes me right? feel good. Yeah. Something refreshing to the palate, some lemonade. And so I can sit there and look out my window and just kind of take in life. There you go. And we forget to take that time for ourselves. We forget to pay attention to what does work for me and what takes my energy because the guilt comes when we feel like we're obligated to do something and we have to do something we don't want to and we want to say no but we feel like we can't and so then you feel guilty if you don't do it and the way that I work through that guilt is by saying if it doesn't work for me it doesn't work for them so I have to figure out if where I'm at so then I can know how I'm going to show up with other people for example Going to that last networking meeting at the end of your day when you're totally exhausted and you don't care at all and you stand in the corner and just hope that nobody looks at you, but you're there just in case, it probably really didn't move you forward very much. <laughs> and yet we do it. We do it over and over again because we're saying, oh, well, I'm doing it. I'm there. And we're chastising ourselves just like you were saying in the car and being like, well, I didn't work hard enough today, so I have to go and do this thing. When instead, if that wasn't really a very productive use of your time, maybe you could have taken an hour and taken a break or done something different with it. I'm very supportive of breaks and what they look like. When you're taking a seven-hour break, that's a sign that there's something that I, in my opinion, that you're ignoring. Oh, yeah. So I was really addicted to being busy, and that was something that really worked for me for a long time. And when I stopped, I realized how many of those things that I was doing, I hated. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the major key pieces that got me. Cause even though, and I want to just rectify for those out there who don't like understand our, our break kind of understandings, at least from my, um, my level of where my break was is knowing that I had these two very important, important creative love, passionate projects. 
And I, I was sitting there just literally taking this whole time from it. And my focus went on to finishing my other book series or, you know, basically taking on different ones. And I, and I would, and that's how I justified it too. I was like, well, even though I didn't work on these two very important elements and aspects, I still got a chance to help someone with their life, but I still had to take responsibility and think about, well, Hey, even though you, yeah, you may have done that. That was not, that was not what you had to do today. This is a, you, you keep pushing this off. And then when you look at it, and that's the whole thing when I tell people, when you keep sweeping stuff under the rug, by the time you actually get a chance to get ready to finally sweep it, you're like, man, there's like three years worth of stuff just sitting here. And you feel even more exhausted because you're pissed off at yourself for letting it compile. Then you're mad that you didn't have the energy and the focus to, you know, clean out from under the rug. So it's just all these emotions hit you even more. It's, it's a madness. I mean, like literally it feels like you're constantly in this whole play out. And then I was like, for a moment, like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I going to look back and say, man, did I spend my life? Being able to sit by, you know, the quarry and, and go fishing or hang out with someone that have I looked at these things? And then some people will say, well, you know, Lex, I'm, I'm, I'm basically doing these things so I can actually go out fishing and not have to worry about going from a nine to five job. Okay. We heard that before we got it. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> you can say that all you want, but there's nothing saying you work nine to five to where you can't sit by. You know, a, a fishing and you can't sit there and go fishing. It's just making the time of importance. And I've told a lot of people that, well, my spouse doesn't make time for me or I don't have time for this. I'm like, you make, we do make time for the things of importance. And if your health is one of them, it is your health that is going down first because all these things and all these component components happening. When I got sick, when I got to the point where I was like, to the point where I'm like, man, I can't even breathe right? I feel just horrible when I had that whole kidney infection, different things going on. I'm like, I couldn't think about a phone call. I couldn't think about nothing. I mean, there was nothing except the pain for me. So it makes you look at life differently and just ask ourselves that question though, that $5, what would we spend it on uh, that Nicole was saying? And then also look at the point of what you're saying. Hey, have I spent something wisely? And if today is our last day, because tomorrow's never promised, let's be real. Let's be clear. Tomorrow is not promised. No matter how many breaths you take, every moment is precious. When, when you're sitting there in your last moment, you have to ask yourself, man, there's a lot more things I wish I could have done that I know I could do. But now that I don't have the breath in me, I, I'm regretting all those things I didn't do. So you didn't plant your seeds in this life. You didn't plant the seeds you were supposed to, or at least water them. And I, and I think if people look at stuff like that too, from what you're saying, like the burnout and all those other areas, we do have to kind of measure that, uh, what's going on. Cause some guy, oh, I think it was on the Darren show. He had, was saying his friend is like the executioner and he has a list. He writes down five things for the day. Warren Buffett does that too, to where they're just like, okay, what's the most important? Boom, 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 knock them out the park. And then I started doing that for like a month and my life cleared away so easily. But when, when I was on the phone with customer service for an hour, it went straight downhill. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I'm supposed to execute this. What do you mean I got to call back about this tomorrow? You're nuts. They're like, ma'am, this happens. I'm like, no, it's on my list for today. 
It didn't go that way, but you know what I mean. I mean, from that point right there. So you have the red flags of things happening. People want to know, Nicole, so if someone was to come to you and say, Nicole or Mrs. Stanford, can you help me understand how do I have a balance with this or some of the things that I can start doing to kind of get more of a, a measurement on actually enjoying life and creating a life that I like or enjoy? Absolutely. So when I work with my clients, I help them discover what's what are their deepest what are they most deeply committed to? What are those things that they wouldn't give up for anything? And how do they show up in their life? And then what can they say no to to remove the things that are just detracting them from what they're trying to work towards? So if you think about it really quickly in like a brief way of looking at it, what are the top three to five things that you wouldn't give up for anything? And they can be concepts. They can be people. They can be things. They can be whatever you want, and you get to decide how am I supporting these things in my life? How are they showing up? So when you're, maybe you're experiencing some level of burnout, and there's lots of different levels of burnout, you don't have to be at the same level I was in order to get support and help. Uh, The signs that you should be looking for is having a lack of energy, having a lack of confidence in what you're doing, and feeling like what you do doesn't matter. And sometimes that can show up as cynicism or as being bored. With what you're doing, if you have, ex- if you're experiencing all three of those, then there's a chance that you could be experiencing some level of burnout. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the if you want to find out a quick way to kind of get a gauge on what that might look like, is you could go to my website and you could take my two minute quiz. It just helps you evaluate, kind of get a pulse on are you in burnout, and I create custom responses with feedback for everybody who responds to the quiz just to let you know, hey, it looks like some of these signs could be showing up for you. Maybe you get to do something about it before you're in full-fledged burnout. Or oh, yeah. maybe, you know, you just just do a couple things. Here's some ideas. You can work through that. Burnout in the end, it turned out to me, it was it was almost a sign that I needed to do something different and I needed to stop trying to do something that wasn't working. And in the end, it was a good thing. It was a really good thing for me. It sounds like it. And at the same time, like you said, it's nipping it in the bud. It's being able to have the conclusion of at least you can start somewhere fresh and reevaluate everything. Because, I mean, let's be real here, ladies and gentlemen and gents. I know the ages range from 16 to 81, I've heard. But at the same time... (laughs) You can always start. And I remember um, one of our guests, I think she was 83 years old. I think her name was Margaret. I love that name, Margaret. And she was saying how she wanted to get into horticulturing and doing all kinds of stuff. And her grandkids are like, Grandma, you're going to break before you get that started. And she said, you know what? It never stops. And another one, Gene, uh, yep. I call him Mr. Yep. Gino. I mean, Gino is 91 years old and he got a loan uh, through years of waiting through his life to open up a pretzel shop. I'm 91. He started a pretzel That's shop. So cool. Yeah. He looked at his life and said, man, for 60 something years, I've been doing something that I semi can't even handle or stand. But at the same time, his whole dream. For at least till he got old enough to know, I mean, for 80 something years or 80 years was opening up a pretzel shop and he did it. I mean, what is he, 98 now? I mean, like that's, it's crazy to me. Like he, it's, it's a beautiful thing at that point. Like you said, look at the most 
valuable assets in your mind. Like you have to be rich within your own kingdom first. And it's not necessarily until people fake it until you make it because really no one ever made it. If you make it, you're dead. That's how I figure. Okay. Like if you make it, people are like, oh, they made it to the top. Well, really some of them are slowing down because once you make it to the quote top, where, where do you go from there? From whatever top you're looking at, is it to impress someone, impress it upon yourself? Is it for your kids college fund? Um, if you believe in that, I know some people believe in different, you know, understand the methodology of life. Um, is, is it to, to make sure someone has something to take care of them for the rest of their life to have a Ferrari instead of a Toyota, whatever you want. I'm just like, at this point right now, what does it mean? I mean, like, what is the value of overstressing yourself? I mean, cause look at the burnout though. The burnout sucks. It really sucks. I mean, you know it, Nicole, you know, yeah. it definitely for face value. It, it sucks when you wake up feeling crappy and you still have, now get this people, you still have life hitting you, even though it's already crappy. Like you still have to deal with the burnout and the stress, then traffic. Then if your food's cold, if you ordered somewhere, then being able to get all those stuff together, your relationship problems or being a parenting, uh, different stuff. You look at all those elements and that's why it feels even more stressful when you look at it. But if your energy and your time is put into something that's not serving you or the purpose you literally are just serving a purpose that's never going to serve you. I mean, let alone if it's not serving others. Because I tell you one thing, and I know I have referencing to restaurants, whatever. I love my stuff. But I will say, if you're sitting there, and I know it is like, I can sit in Cheap Charlie's. This place called Cheap Charlie's around the way over here in, in Minnesota. Um, and it's well-known, different places. But okay, this place is like going over to your friend's little raunchy kitchen. You know, it's, it's basically... You know, yeah, getting a steak from, you know, one of the old little local mom and pop shops and putting it on a frying pan at home. It tastes really homemade. The cups are all like from, a, you know, the Goodwill. I mean, literally, like, it's, it's oh, awesome. yeah, it's, it's cool. Like when you sit there, all the plates look different. The plates look, some of them look a hundred years old. Some of the other plates look like they, they were just bought off of an auction at Salvation Army. You know, you could just, <laughs> But it's so cool because you're like, oh, this is so cool. My spoon's like 10 inches short. The other spoon's like 20 inches long. And you're sitting there like, oh, my God, that one, they call it Cheap Charlie's. The eggs have some burn in them. Like, you just like, wow, it doesn't look so commercialized. But when you're sitting there and you're like, man, am I literally going to sit at a place called Cheap Charlie's to get this food for $7? Really? But then the, the experience itself to feel it made it worth it. There's restaurants where I sat before and I was telling Nicole where the appetizers literally, especially where I'm at in Rochester, like where you can sit down and somebody will say, OK, your appetizer is going to be forty three dollars. Uh, some of my other friends will order a ninety six dollar shot of uh, some some scotch. You know, and I'm like, man, you have a $300 bill before you even order dessert. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? And But it sucks because the people, the people sitting there, like some of the people just even at restaurants will be like up and down. Like that whole, the feeling you get, the experience is just like foreplay people. And for those out there who are too young to understand, it's just like going on there with soccer ball. You have to warm up to what's going on in your life before you sit there and want the whole Monty given to you the experience will always get you there and that's what Nicole was saying too if you're not if you're burning out and you're not getting anything from this whatsoever to where you're only feeling the exhaustion 
the hopelessness and the failure or the mentality behind it. I mean, really, you should. And I, I want to go to, and that is just to put that out there. It's www.myrightintuitioncoach.com. And it's basically something that definitely needs to be had. Cause I know Angela wants to go. I have to go. Tony wants to go on there and kind of get that perspective on some of the things. Like right now, I'm like a kid in the candy shop with my life. So I'm like, I'm so excited about it. Like, <laughs> Which is great, yeah, which but is great. And sometimes you need to have that moment to say, "This, I don't want to feel this way anymore. These things are showing up for me. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting burnout be the scary monster under the bed, it can be a sign of like something needs to change. It needs to look different. That's true. And I tell, um, and a lot of people ask from RGC, well, Lex, aren't you afraid? You know, one of the questions coming in, Tony can send over on the tablet. Is it, aren't you afraid from the live stream? Hey, we like you, Joshua. Thanks for the question. I'm just saying, like, Lex, are you not afraid that Angela and Tony and your staff, like, will want to have a different direction? No, I'm not, because I always encourage them to have, and they have different business and projects going on. I encourage them. If you're going to be a part of what we call the team, be a part of the team because you choose to be, not because you feel like you have to be. And that's the whole thing. I want people, and you want people on the same encouraging mission. They don't have to necessarily want to, quote, open up a pretzel shop, but they have to understand if they're going to be a part of it, you got to remember, you got to put the nacho cheese or some salt on it, okay? You got to do something when it comes down to that. Don't pretend to be a part of something. Just like don't pretend to be a parent. Don't pretend to be a lover. Don't do all that because you're going to have burnout 10 times faster when you're forcing yourself. And now I kind of get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I just tell people, like, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. And they're just like, oh, you're so rude. Like, you're just so rude. Just stop. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm just to the point where I've been so forced, even as a child from different situations, I hope no one ever goes through uh, just different levels of life to where I had to sit there and kind of take it. I just told myself where I'm like, you know what? No, like, if I don't care, I'll be like, hey, that's nice and everything, but go, go talk to someone else about it. Cause I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly, though. We don't give ourselves permission to say no. It's okay to say no. No is a one letter. Like, um, I mean, it's two letters, but it's, it's its own word. You don't have to give an excuse. You don't have to give a reason why. You are always, we should always give ourselves permission to say no to the things that we don't want to do or that don't work. And, and after burning out, I have a lot better boundaries around, nope, that, that doesn't work. And, and I don't really have to tell you why. There's a bridal shower recently, and I really do not like bridal showers. And uh, <laughs> I, I said no to it. And it took me a while too, right? And I'm talking about all this stuff and work and live it every day. And, and it still took me a little bit to be like, okay, it's okay to say no. It's not me shunning the entire family. Everyone won't hate me forever. Yeah. because I said no to this but we tell ourselves those things absolutely and it's okay to say no and just be like nope that's not my thing yeah and you know it's actually and, and I'm gonna put this to another spin too it could be the source of intuition coming in to save life I had a lot of people say because I learned how to say no I've I've my life has been spared um a lady for example already Trish she had had different kind of feelings of you know not being able to say no enough and every time she didn't say no she got into an abusive marriage she got into a situation where her child almost got killed because she didn't tell him no and really in reality they wanted her to say it so one night I, I don't know who it was somebody was like hey come out come out see what's going on and she was like man I'm, I'm gonna go but she said in her car halfway she told herself no 
I'm, I'm not doing this. I don't feel like it. And she said, literally, from that moment on, they have found out at that party she was supposed to be at, like four or five people got shot. Something else happened. Like, it was amazing. And that's what happened to my uncle, too. My uncle Frank passed away. He kept having the world call him, even though he changed his life over into a whole nother different direction where he thought his business would thrive, his life would thrive. And that person kept calling him out. And he finally showed up. He sat there playing cards at the table. And someone kept calling him to the back. Hey, someone was looking for you, Frank. He was like, okay, okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden, the last time he went back there, there a gentleman just stepped up on the porch and shot my uncle in the head. I mean, literally, and he dropped dead. And then, uh, and then when the court case came up, it goes, Hey, that wasn't even the guy I was supposed to, you know, have killed. I was looking for another guy. It just happened to be my oh, uncle. No. Yeah. So my auntie was saying, she told him, say no. When, when things call you that you feel like you just can't stand up to, you have to start with no, not this time. Not these things uh-huh. happen. I'm like, you know, I mean, it can. It can save It can save your life in more ways than one is what we're trying to stress to everyone out there. Because although it will help you have another direction and path, it will also it could also spare a life or save a life. You don't know. Some people leave and someone intruder comes or house fire happens and they happen to be there because they said no. Somebody, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> like, for instance, if I want to have, you know, if I want to go get a milkshake, you know, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like... <laughs> It's better than yours, dang right. It's better. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I had to go. There. I had to do it. I had to do it, Nicole. I had to do it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I stand so long with you. No worries. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm. I'm happy that you bre- You were breathing fresh, fresh life into it because a lot of people don't know how to say this now, and a lot of them are having. I have some of the people, my old ex colleagues, will be like, "Oh man, I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like I'm actually on a burnout from not knowing what to do." with starting anything as far as like being home they feel like they're gonna freak out if they don't have social media to post up and say hey i'm over here in italy or hey i'm over on the slopes or i'm doing this and they kind of shut down in life like they're like i feel like i'm just completely burnt out on on just being relevant wow that was deep that was pretty deep yeah 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 and and that is okay to feel that way acknowledge it and then get support from someone else, from yourself journaling, something like that, right? To be like, okay, what is bringing up these thoughts? What's going on for me? Do I need additional support from someone with mental health? Are these bars that I've set up for myself mentally, as we talked about at the beginning? Is this holding me back, this feeling that I have? Exactly. And you know what? That's And to everyone, too, that's relationships. There's things going on. Yes, it is. Facts. Never fiction. Okay. And, and if it's that one thing where you have someone who's holding you back, whether it be a parent saying, hey, I don't think you'll be good at this. I think this. Well, hey, you got to look inside of you. You're stuck with you from the moment you open your eyes and take your first breath to the last time you close your eyes and take your last breath. So that's it's good to listen to, you know, different things going on. But same thing, relationships, too. Well, you know, I feel like I'm just burned out on trying to be this perfect person that this per well that's the problem you've been trying trying to be a perfect person for someone else but you haven't even tried to perfectly understand yourself to understand you are imperfect so i just want to just want to put that out there for all of us and i tell them i'm absorbing this too i'm always a student 
before people oh you have the answer no I don't have the answers if I had the answers to everything in life I would not be going over to get myself an ice cream later on and a cheeseburger stop so I'm like <laughs> and then whoever said that was wrong whoever said that was wrong you know a spinach salad tomorrow a potato potato today stop it like just stop <laughs> Oh, I love you, Nicole. You're so bomb. Well, I mean, is there anything that you would like to, um, for all those who are live tuning in on demand, um, and those who will be downloading it once the schedule for the airing goes out, is there anything you would like to leave with the RDC families and all the new ones from literally all over the globe? Just if, if you're interested in finding out if burnout shows up for you, then you can take my quiz and get some feedback on that, right? So, it's a non-judgmental way to kind of get a pulse on what's showing up for you. And I would love to change the culture. So instead of going up to someone and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm burning out, but I just have to push through or I just have to make it through this time period. I would love to go up to someone and we start saying, <clears throat> this is how I'm taking care of myself. And then the other person can say, this is how I took care of myself today. This is what I did for myself and celebrate that together how we are supporting ourselves without it being selfish or having a certain view put on it or having to take a selfie of it and put it on Facebook so everybody can know what we did <laughs> for ourselves, right? Um, and I just want to shift that from burnout culture to saying I have balance and promoting that with each other. That is so true. You know what? I'm telling you, my sister from another mother, yes. <laughs> I'm happy that <laughs> when I saw yeah. Nicole Stanfield, I'm like, this is going to be a powerful moment, a powerful time. And I knew it because I'm like, this is this is not a flaky. And for all those who are out there who are hearing this, this is not a flaky person. I'm just saying hashtag facts. If you know who you are, okay, from all the, the pretenders out there, this is a person that stands on what they believe and what they have to do. Okay. And it, what do they call that? You remember that? It's called, oh, I, no, I, no, in person, was identity something. I forgot. I forgot what they call it. Some lady just said that the other day, but hopefully we all find our identities when it comes down to that. Cause we're all need to take that quiz. That's something we need to do. We're going to be having that on here because I literally do have to schedule my freaking cup of coffee. I mean, that's unscheduled. I'm like, I mean, literally today I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's nine 49 in the morning. I haven't even put the creamer in there yet. Are you kidding me? I'm like, Oh, I don't even have time to sip this bad boy. What's going on over here? Like I was going, <laughs> I did not even enjoy my cup of coffee because I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just make another one. Like, oh, I got to fit that in too, but I might have an hour break that pops up. Who knows? Like, we just don't know. Facts, factual here in two video conferences. Who knows? Like, you just don't even know. Well, anyways, I love you. We love you. And, and, and Tony's been rolling and just smiling the whole time behind the studio booth. <laughs> The whole time. And he said that, I mean, when he sent over on the tablet, he was like, Angela is crying tears of happiness. It was a good time. It's great. It's awesome. You know what, Nicole? Anytime you want to come back home, remember, this is your other home too. Okay. We just want to put that out there. You are enough. Nicole Stanfield, everybody. And that's www.myintuitioncoach.com. Go over there and take that quiz and see what's going on so you can start making today and the rest of your life the best of your life because we all need to start somewhere. And if it ain't going to be COVID-19 and protests and madness in the world, hell, and a new election, hell, what else are you going to do? If you don't make 2020 that 2020, 
2020, you're nuts, bro. That's why you have to be nuts. 2020 is the most oddest time of our, our lives. If you're still alive and we should make the best of it and just completely go what's going on here. Don't get burnt out with what's happening. Capitalize on what's going on, what's happening and discover where you belong into this universe and play your cards to the point. Don't let the game play you. Thank you, Real Double Dose Channel for listening in. Again, you can go to realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com and find all of Nicole Stanfield's information, her bio, her links to her website and so much more are going to be posted on there as well as the rollout of the downloadable show and different things going on but until then you still can go to www.myintuitioncoach.com and check that out right now as we speak to them okay if you're driving you know just pull over you got it but i'm just saying you understand what's going on thank you nicole for being on here um and all the wonderful goodies that you share with us and so much more we love to have you back and we just appreciate your time uh everything that's going on and you guys can also go to real double dose channel and that's .com. So that's realdoubledosechannel.com for your apparel and so much more that you all requested and the things rolling out more with the YouTube series and all the other platforms. You're amazing. Remember to be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of the spirit, and don't let burnout catch you up before you can get you know the rest of your life together. So we love you. You're amazing. And we'll be back with you very, very soon. Thank you, Nicole, for coming on here with us once again. Thank you, Lex. I loved it. It was great. All right. Thank you.